Hey. Hey, man. How's it going? Do you still have sweat dripping off of you since you just finished and you just got home from the gym and showered? Yeah, not even shower, just a little uh, water to the face and I'm good to go. Do you ever stop sweating? Uh, not in Arizona, no. It's just a daily <laughs> thing. <laughs> it's crazy when I saw that you're in Arizona. Yeah, it's, I mean, the summer here is, it's just like walking into an oven. I, I had a friend the other day, I have a friend who lives there. You may have heard of him. His name is Greg Glassman. I've heard of him once or twice. He spent some time there. And yeah. uh, he was there the other day, and it was 122 degrees. He's like, dude, you do not understand. Luckily, like, my gym uh, has AC, or else I would be dying doing these workouts. So it's nice. What is the temp in your gym when you're doing them? <sighs> Probably like 80, 85-ish. Oh, that's that's really cold. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, super cold. But uh, to us in, in the summer, it is pretty cold. Um, you have a great name. Tune? Yeah, Phil Tune. Mm-hmm. Have you always yeah, felt got, like it was a great name? Were you like, damn, I got stoked. I got a great name. Actually, I used to get picked on a little when I was younger with the, with the cartoon and stuff. So had to, had to fight off those guys and then I was good to go. <laughs> and, um, and you, and you grew up playing basketball. Yep. I played basketball through high school. Um, I wanted to play in college. And then uh, after high school, I went to prep school for a year to do a postgraduate year, repeat my uh, senior year. And uh, okay. I had some unfortunate injuries uh, last few years of high school. And I actually uh, had to get surgery on my ankle that year at prep school. So I didn't even get to play a game. And, uh, and that's how I found CrossFit actually originally. Wait, explain that to me. You purposely redid your senior year so you could get better numbers to go to college? <clears throat> yeah. So through uh, my high school wasn't a very like good high school for basketball. So we wouldn't get a lot of attention from recruiters. So I played travel called AAU amateur athletic union to get, you know, noticed by college uh, scouts and whatnot. Um, but I didn't have the interest that I would have liked. I had some division three, some division two. Um, but I always set the goal. I wanted to play D one. I didn't care what school it was. So I, uh, I had got in touch with a coach. His name's uh, Corey McClure at gold Academy in, uh, in Maine, pretty close to Montreal, actually. And uh, he recruited 15 of us for the year, and probably I'd say about seven of us were postgraduates. So we repeated our senior year, did all high school classes again, just with the goal of going there to play basketball. And did you say Montreal? You went to Canada for that? So it was 30 minutes from the border of Montreal. It was in this town called Bethel, Maine. Uh -huh. uh, so it was pretty much in the middle of nowhere. Like, I mean, dude, we were... We had two-hour study halls every night, curfew, Wi-Fi shuts off at a certain time. It was, it was not very, very fun. So we just had to go there. We just, we went there specifically for that reason, just basketball. So you were 18 years old, and you were already kind of living the life of a professional athlete, but you were in high school. Yeah, just yeah. dedicated. And and if you were in Maine, how did you guys find teams to play? So we played in this division or this league called the NEPSAC. It's the New England Prep School Association or something. So in the uh -huh. NEPSAC, you played all other prep schools. Like it, like all these prep, NEPSAC is probably the best high school basketball league in America. You play teams from all over New England and they, all these other teams, they just recruit high school guys. Like I'm sure you've heard if you watch basketball at all, like Donovan Mitchell, he plays for the Utah Jazz. Uh, he's a really big star now. Like he played in the NEPSAC, like everybody in the, East coast and even California, they would most, most often go to this school, like a prep school in the NEPSAC and they would just go there because college coaches would just love to go to the showcases. And we would travel to, you know, Massachusetts, 
uh, upwards towards Connecticut, all that. So we would go on eight hour bus rides twice a week for games. And were all the guy were all the kids on the team like crazy committed or were you surprised was it a, was it a mixed bag? No, I would so the first the year that I went was the first year of this like recruited basketball team at this school. Um, mm-hmm. So the Nepsack was big, but Gold was known actually for skiing and um, I want to say uh, like soccer or something. They never had a good basketball team, but then my coach came from another school and uh, he recruited all these guys. So there was some. I mean, we had some great players on my team. I have a buddy. He uh, he plays at Mon- or he played at Monmouth, which isn't a big school, but he had a pretty good career. He was a starting starting guard there this past year, and he's going to be playing overseas this coming year. So, and he's still a great, wow. great friend of mine. I talk to him, you know, a few times a week. And how tall are you? I'm only five ten. And uh, how old are you? I'm twenty three. Oh shit! You are young still, huh? <laughs> I don't feel young. <laughs> and uh, why do you say that? Oh, man, my body's just beat up. I got a. Just chronic knee pain from basketball. That's that's the biggest thing, um, and that's the biggest like problem I've had since beginning CrossFit is just daily knee issues. But I uh, I have some good people in my corner who have been helping me out. And you know when you start CrossFit and you just want to max out and stuff every day. And I've learned as I've progressed and gotten a little less dumb. I'm still super dumb, but I've become I warm up a little bit more and stuff like that. But you know it's just the knee pain is the biggest thing. I I, had, I actually really messed up my back in the open last year the first workout the 20.1 with the snatches and the burpees i uh i i got a protruding l5 s1 which is pretty much like a bulging disc but instead of it just kind of like being a little squish it actually stuck out into my sciatic nerve so i was pretty damn sure i was going to pull out of the open but i kind of just like went week by week to see what the workouts were uh long story short i got two epidural injections in my uh, nerve. And those uh-huh. have actually helped a lot. Um, it just take, it took away some pain. You know, I still deal with some, some aches and pains back there. But again, like I said, I, I'm more diligent with my warm ups. My coach helps me out with stuff like that, accessory work. So it's not awful. It's truthfully the worst is, is the knees and that, and that comes a lot from basketball. What happened to the bulge? I'm sorry. What was that? I couldn't hear it. Sorry. What happened to the bulge? The disc? Yeah. Uh, so pretty much what, uh, like the epidural injection did is it was just a bandaid, but epidural opposed to cortisone can actually heal a little bit around it. So fingers crossed, I've been, I felt really good on that side. It's my left side. Um, the right side actually gives me a little more pain right now. So I wouldn't say anything's healed. I've just, uh, improved things like flexibility and just stretching and it, it, uh, it's calmed down quite a bit and the last chance qualifier is over. Is that correct? Uh, I'm probably going to give a workout a redo tomorrow morning. I just finished the burpee one this evening. Okay. Um, I think I'm going to give that rope climb one another go. Just, you know, I feel like I can't lose anything from it, you know? Um, and, and what time do you have to have it done by tomorrow? Noon. So it's interesting to say, hear you talk about your back since you took second in the deadlift with a triple at 575 what is your deadlift pr so i did a little powerlifting stint um like a year and a half ago two years ago and i deadlifted 660 300 kilos at a meet um but i was probably i was like chilling at like 207 pounds then 
and I weigh probably about 193, 195 now. So I pulled 625 back in January for the fittest experience. So I would say I'm somewhere around there still. That's kind of where I've been at lately. Tell me the buildup to, to tell me about yesterday's. So did you do workout one first? No, I did the deadlift first. Okay. So tell me about the war. Tell me about you wake up in the morning, you eat, you go to the gym, you warm up. Tell me about the warm up. So I got to the gym and my chiropractor met me there and he's not. Exactly. His whole thing though. He's great. His whole thing is he's not your typical chiro. So we don't just do adjustments. We, he really puts me like he gets my hip in the right place and has me do like exercises where I push like in and out of tension to really get the right muscles warmed up. Um, so I was getting some pinching in my like right side beforehand and we really just kind of like worked that side, worked my hips. Uh, and then after that, like I'll go through some static stretching before I begin like a specific warm up, you know, warming up the exact muscle group. So like step ups, you know, some, some bike, RDLs, kettlebell swings, really just get that posterior chain fire and getting those right muscles engaged to try to take a little pressure off the back. And, and, and what was your, and when you, when you start, when you put weight on the bar, what do you mm -hmm. start with? Do you start with 95 pounds like me? <laughs> uh, no. So deadlift. So I actually had to use kilo plates, which is weird because our gym plates are the rogue, uh, the big rogue bumper ones. So I can okay. only get like five Oh five on there with like, and then it just goes to, I'd have to use like bands for the rest. So I was like, I asked, or the owner asked if we can get plates from another gym and he got some rogue kilo ones. So we used those. So I just went blue plate, blue plate, blue plate, blue plate till like, I think I got to like 450, 457 or something. That was the first time I went smaller than a, a or a 40 kilo jump. So, 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 so what was your, do you know what your, roughly what your first lift was? Did I, did you say it's 455? My so first like so-called attempt? Up, when you, like, Go ahead. No, no, no. Just, just warming up. Like you put 225 on the bar and do it 10 times. Is that your so, warm up? No, I'll go, I'll go like typically on a deadlift day, I'll go 135. And I did like 10 and then I went 225. I'll do seven uh, and I'll do like three resets and do some touch and goes just to create some tension. Um, and then I go 315. And then I think I went like 365, 405, 455, 505, stuff like that. Pretty much those are, those are and, typical jumps. Is there any point in there? Like you have 225 on there or, or 305 and you're like, oh shit, this feels heavy. Or are you just a Superman all the way to the end? <laughs> Definitely not a Superman. I was, I said my back was blown up when I was warming up yesterday. I was like, man, I didn't tell, I don't tell anybody when I'm like feeling like shit. Cause excuse me, when I'm feeling like crap, No, you could swear all you want. It's good. <laughs> okay. Sorry. When I'm feeling like shit, I don't tell anybody and everybody around me hate, hates it. Cause I just, I just convinced myself that I'm fine. And my left side was killing me yesterday. I was like, man, this is bad. So I went to the back room, just kind of did some, like, I think it's like an upward dog, try to loosen it up a little, but then I was just like, screw this. And I just was like, all right, let's, let's throw on weight. Let's start the clock. And, uh, and then from there, I kind of, once the clock starts, you know, it just kind of, you just get kind of tunnel vision and you just stop thinking about the minor aches and pains and you just, you just get in the zone and I have all the, like, we have a great community at the gym and there are so many people there watching me. So, I mean, truthfully, man, if I was doing that by myself, I would have been like 20, 30 pounds under. They, they lifted the weights towards the end. So what was your, do you, when you did five, was that your goal? 575 going in there? That was the goal in the back of my head. I told everybody, I said, my safety net. I had my jumps planned out was 557. I was like, I need that. And then anything after that, like, I feel like I could do it. I had hit 575 for a triple, a, a reset triple like that, like two years ago. And I, right before I deadlifted 660. So I was like, that's, that's the goal I want. 
Um, but I need that 557. But then I hit that, felt pretty good. I was like, you know what? Let's just go for it. And uh, we threw it on and made it happen. And how many minutes, when you say set the clock, I'm not, I, I'm not familiar with how the workout works. How does it work? So it was 20 minutes, um, 20 minutes to establish a three rep max. Um, and they, I mean, you could start where, whenever. Like if I, let's say I missed 575 at 1950, I could have just restarted the clock, did my intro, okay. showed the weights and went. So it really didn't matter the clock. It was similar to the quarterfinals test. But uh, I started the clock, I think, when I was at like, 485 or something and i did like a rep or two there and then i did like three so-called attempts that were like all right if i get this like the first attempt i know i'm gonna get but like if something happens i want to have this number down you know um, right. so i did that did another one and then i threw on the 575 at like 10 12 minutes in and then and then how long after before you did the went back to the first workout workout one I took like, so my whole thing was I was originally going to do it like pretty much right after, but while a deadlift, you know, a heavy lift like that for three reps, it doesn't necessarily make you feel like you're going to die from breathing. It really does tax your central nervous system. So while I didn't feel like I was dead, I know if I went right into that row, like I would have probably gassed out after the first few calories. So I was like, I'm going to get some carbs, get some protein in me, relax, let my adrenaline come down, let my heart rate come down. So I waited like a good hour and a half, two hours before I even started warming up again. And then were you just one and did you do any of them, repeat any of them today? Nope. I just did. I did the, the row one yesterday. Um, I improved my, from my practice time by like 32 seconds, 34 seconds. So I knew I wasn't going to win that one, but I do, I do, I have worked really hard on my rowing. So I felt like it was a good time. Um, and then the, the ones today, I just hit the, the rope climb and then I just came back from the burpee. And I think I'm going to go redo that rope con one tomorrow. When did you see the leaderboard? I didn't actually see it first. Cause I like, cause I've been in the online format with the quarterfinals and the semifinals. So I got a, my girlfriend got a text from her friend and said, Phil's in second. I was like, Oh crap. I was like, all right, well it's mine to lose now. Yeah. It's crazy. It, it, it's crazy that it's over. I mean, except for the few hours people have to redo tomorrow. It's crazy yeah. that you guys don't know each other's times. I don't mean crazy in a bad way, like in an exciting way. For sure. It's super exciting. It's super nerve wracking. And I got us like anytime I finish one of these weekends, I always come back to it. I like the weekend goes by so quick. And then I'm like, man, that was fun. Because when I'm doing it, I'm so stressed out. I'm always thinking about the next move, the next workout. I don't ever. It's really hard to like be present. Um, so that's something I really do try to work on. Just obviously in daily life, it's always a good thing to do. So these weekends always fly by. They're super fun. You push yourself to the max and, uh, it's a good time, but it's definitely stressful not knowing what other people are doing. And, and only two of you go, huh? <laughs> two of us. Yeah. It's a, I mean, and everybody is good at this one. There's, there's no weak links. Yeah. Are, are mathematically, do you know how bad it is for the guys who are in the bottom 10? Like points wise to get in to the top two. Yeah. Yeah, like you have 172, and I'm looking at Taylor Self in 12th place, and he mm -hmm. has 99. That can't be good. So I think because now yeah. he's not in control of his own destiny. Like you're in control of your own destiny. Yeah, these guys like you have to shit the bed for those guys to make it up. Yeah, right? for sure. And um, so with the last online semi, like Fakowski, for instance, I think he started out the weekend in 15th, and he had like a crazy comeback and ended up taking fifth. And um, that was six workouts though. 
So I, I truthfully, I do feel like a 12th place could, if he does very, very good on these next two workouts, he could jump up just because they're like the competition's very heavy in this one. So there might be like one of us who gets a pretty bad finish. Um, but four workouts is like, there's not that many points. Whereas six, you could just inch up a little easier. So maybe the person that's in like 18th or 20th, I don't even think with two first place finishes that that person can make it. That's just, that's just how I look at it. I'm not an expert. So. So you're a senior in high school, you're playing basketball, you're, you, you get injured and, and you get introduced to CrossFit. Is that mm-hmm. what you were saying? Yeah. So Tell my brother, how- my brother had done CrossFit since 2010. Um, okay. Older so, brother, older brother. Yep. Okay. So he's the one who got me into CrossFit. He got me into competing. He, you know, he built my foundation for strength, everything. So, you know, he, I, it goes without saying he's a huge credit for where I'm at today. Um, so that's how I started. Um, and then I just really built on like, just watching the guys. Like I remember watching the 2015 games and I was like, holy crap, I want to do that. Like I remember Ben Smith, Matt Frazier battling it out. And that was, that was so cool. And once I so so go ahead. So, so sorry. So high school was over, and you moved back home. So I was in. You're talking after prep school, right? Yep, yep, yep. After prep school. So I came to Arizona, and I started at Arizona State the following fall. And okay. uh, I worked out of my brother's gym. I worked out, and uh, I spent a long time just building a strength foundation. I really competed in CrossFit, just clean and jerks, snatches, which I still really struggle with. Uh, deadlift squats and that's really what got me like to the point where I was strong enough to compete and then just had to start building the other stuff were you weak as a bird when you started were you it's actually funny because I mean even now like I'm like the least jacked guy out there I just have tattoos so it helps a little but (laughs) but I'm telling you like you'll you'll you know you see me next to these guys and I'm like man these guys are jacked but uh I was always really skinny in high school and basketball um but I came in like within a few months of doing CrossFit, I squat, back squatted 405. Wow. Yeah. Like the squat just really clicked for me. I don't know why I didn't squat that much in basketball. And then the deadlift kind of just, as I got stronger at squatting, my deadlift just jumped up with it. I can't do bench press very well, but uh, the squat and the deadlift just went hand in hand for me and it just clicked. And like I said, the snatch is a huge struggle for me, which is, you know, a lot more of a technical movement. Are you surprised that 11 guys in the last chance qualifier have lifts that are 500 pounds or more than 500 pounds? Top 11, it looks like the top 11 had 500 pounds or more for a triple. Yeah. That's nuts. So, are you saying, oh no, that's even more. There's there? a guy in 20th place who got 518 wow. and 19th place got, no, I'm so wrong. <laughs> That's I'm overall, so wrong. That's there's, yeah, there's a guy in 14th place who did 557. James mm. Newberry 50. Oh, half the, let's say half. Are you surprised that half the guys so, got 500 pounds for a triple? This is nuts. Yeah. So actually, I mean, when they when Morning Chalk Up did that write up and everything on me, I had knew about that guy uh, from Greece. Like I saw his page, and I was like, oh, that dude's strong. Like he might not deadlift me, and if he does, great. But uh, I did the fittest experience back in January. Like I said, and we did. We had a one max deadlift. And I was like, man, I'm going to win this easy. I was like, I'm just going to pull over 600 be good. And I pulled 625 and I was pumped. I was like, easy first place. And I actually got second in that. This dude, Josh Woodhull, 
who's a friend of mine, he pulled 636 and like four other guys or five other guys out of 12 pulled over 600 in that field. So that was the point where I realized crossfitters are getting stronger, like way stronger. So I, I mean, I'm there was a surprised. time when people were questioning if a CrossFitter would ever dead the 500 pounds. I remember. <laughs> I'm sure it's, it's so crazy to see the changes that the sports sport is making. in even the past, like two, three years, strength, endurance, everything. Yeah. How about what Adam Klink did? Did that impress you? Oh yeah. I mean, when I was just really working my squat, my deadlift, my running suffered so much, like 500 sub five minute miles. Unbelievable. Yeah, it's complete savagery. Yeah. Do you have any idea how you did on workout three and four relative to the field? Or are, I, you, just comp- are you in the, just in the dark? I have no idea how I did. So my coach is Matt Torres, who also coaches Dolan Pepper and uh, Cole Gracehaber, who are also in the last chance qualifier. They're yep. both, you know, extreme. They're young. Dolan's 19. He's an animal. But, he's um, a man child. I can't believe he's 19. I think I like he's, he looks like a 30 year old man and he's like married and shit already. Dude, his, crazy. Quad, his quads are as big as both mine together. It's stupid. But, uh, I have no idea. I mean, I don't expect him to tell me Dallin's times and stuff like that. Like I wouldn't ask for that, but, uh, I feel very good about the burpee one. I exceeded my expectations for that. The rope climb one, the rope climb is what kept me out of the, out of the games from the semis that I did awful on that. And, there's plenty of things out of my control that happened on that workout. So I did okay today. I was happy with it. I didn't have any huge errors or anything, but in my head, like I always do whatever it takes and I feel like it won't hurt me to give it another go. Like if it's the last workout of my season, I'm like, at least I did it. You know, I didn't sit there and just be happy with what I did. I want to always put my best foot forward. So I'm, I'm going to go in tomorrow I have my goal time and I know I want to beat it. If not, you know, at least I gave it my best. How, how bad was the burpee workout? I mean, that 12 inch dude, I did 30 at my game pace, like two days ago, three days ago. And, uh, I was thinking, now oh, it's hold like maybe 20 on the minute. And, um, I did it 30 at a minute 27 for practice and my quads were blown up. So I was like, there's no way I can hold that. Um, so, I mean, everybody started screaming at me, and I think it was rep 72 that I just took off. Oh, awesome. Yeah, so they really, they really helped me on that. And I'm sure there's going to be some guys that beat it. But uh, I felt like I really, I really gave it a good, strong effort today. So I was happy with that one. And how long do you stay on the ground after you finish a workout like that? Well, we, we got to go right over to the camera and say this password. <laughs> so that's, that's the hardest part about doing the online stuff, man. I, I, uh, I messed up on the semis and I said, uh, for workout three, we had, uh, our password changed from, I think Toronto to coffee. And I said Toronto and I realized like 10 minutes after I'm done, I'm like, Oh God, they're going to DQ me. Cause I said the wrong password. So they, there's no proof that I did it within the time. So I was freaking out. I sent them like a timestamp and, and luckily it worked out, but, uh, yeah, man, you, you know, you finish that workout. Only thing you want to do is die, but you got to run to the camera, say that password first. Could you dunk when you played basketball? I first dunked when I was 15. Um, there, Were you 5'10 yet? No, I was like 5'7. If okay. you go back on my Instagram, it's, it's like a rim grazer. But, uh-huh. but uh, I mean, I, 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 so that's actually what got me into working out was plyometrics and stuff. I was a chubby kid. 
So I, I was very self-conscious and I wanted to lose weight. So I started doing like plyometrics. I always wanted to touch the rim, touch the backboard, stuff like that. So I would just go to the park for hours and just try to dunk. And that's probably why my knees are so bad, but I got it. <laughs> did you, um, it's funny. I think I was talking to this with Taylor self too. Did you wear the, uh, when you'd go to birthday, swim birthday parties, did you wear the t-shirt in the pool? Were you like that oh, chubby kid? Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Me too. Damn. I can't believe how many of us there are, bro. I was wearing, it was, it was until I had to go shirts for skins in a travel team practice that I was like, all right, dude, it's time to lose weight. So I just pretty, I actually, pretty, <laughs> no lie, like I have a picture. My mom has a picture. I was like this at one point I got so skinny. I was just drinking Gatorade. That's the only food I was eating. It was bad. It's it. it I talked with this with Taylor too. This is uh the, the t-shirt thing is such a bad idea. Cause it just sticks to your gut. And and just you makes could, you, yeah. Your belly button looks huge. <laughs> yeah, all of a sudden everyone's like, "What the fuck is that a beach whale?" No, I'm just a seventh grade kid who's self conscious. That's it. Nothing bad. So, so, so you're you're you said you were 15 years old the first time you dunked. Yep. Uh, five seven. And I had a follow up question there. Damn. Oh yes, time domain. In the sport of basketball, you have a you have a time domain that's pretty restricted, right? Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not deeply familiar with basketball, but I remember interviewing Katie Motter uh, years ago, or, who's now Katie Henniger, mm-hmm. and she won the CrossFit Games in 2008. And I remember her saying that, um, of course, she was going to do good at this games because she's the four minute time domain. She owns it because that's what you do in basketball. Yeah, it's four minutes as hard as you can, and then rest. It, it was that is that true for you and is it weird leaving that time domain in crossfit was that a difficult change for you yeah uh truthfully i especially since working with my coach i've really realized i'm more of like a anaerobic type athlete so a power output um so basketball like like she said it's, it's a lot of stop and go so you'll go quick for like whenever we would do like conditioning and practice it would be two minutes it would be two minutes like do like 22 sprints up and down the court try to get it it was never run five miles. So it was very anaerobic, I would say a lot more than aerobic. So that transition has been difficult. So I struggle more on the long side of things like 5k run and rowing. Like we do that. Like I can't hold my paces as well as some of these guys. Whereas if it's 500 meters, I can, I feel like I can hang up there. Um, so that has been a bit of a transition and that's something that I'm definitely working on. If, if you, if, so if you're only 23 and you found CrossFit when you were 17 or 18, so that's five, six years, it's crazy because some people say it takes 10 years to get strong. Again, that's, you know, we put a plan together for me just to, I really didn't do many Metcons. I just hammered the strength and, um, I'm still getting, I would say I'm still getting a little stronger here or there. But when I was doing the powerlifting, I did like a three month powerlifting stint. I was stupid strong for me. I mean, there's definitely people stronger, but I was putting up much better, much bigger numbers. But I, I remember I tried to run a 5k like three days after my meet three minutes in, I had to stop. My back was so lit. So I was like, all right, you got to start doing some cardio again. And you were uh 15 pounds heavier. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Very, yeah. Yeah. Way, way heavier. T- tell me about the semifinals. What you said you did the um, virtual one, which region were you in? The North America, the Atlas Games. Okay. And what place did you take? I took ninth. 
Um, so I was the last, I was only able to go to the last chance because we had the backfill spots from, because we had other people from other continents competing. We had two of them. So they took four from ours instead of the, uh, scheduled three. So I had to, so wow. I'm trying, to trying to make it count. So that would be insane if you made it. It'd be pretty awesome. I'm going to, I'm just going to put my best foot forward on that. Did you have you had any chance to enjoy your second place, or it's not like that? <laughs> no, I don't care about it at all. I actually hate looking at the leaderboard. The weekend's not over. I'm not like, like I, I was telling my girlfriend because I was in second place after day one of the Atlas Games, and uh, I was like, man, I hate people. People are tagging me right now because you know Kobe Bryant was a big influence on me, and he, you know, I, there was a famous interview he had after like I think it was game two or game three of the finals. They were like. He had a great game. They had a great win. And he wouldn't smile in the interview. And, I mean, that's the mentality that you got to take. It's like it's a long weekend. A lot more can happen. It's cool. You know, it's great. You you executed how you should execute. Um, but the weekend's not over. There's still more work to be done. So that's that's the mindset you have to take across it. Like, if you watch the Rich Froning documentary, so much can happen over the course of a weekend. So you can't ever get complacent. And the people that do get, get complacent and are happy with where they're at at the current moment are not the people that can be successful in the sport. There's so many good athletes who are ready to take your spot. Did you see what happened to Cedric LaPointe? I did. I saw that. That's super unfortunate. And I feel for that, you know, having had like back stuff, that's always the biggest scare. Is like I do love heavy deadlifts, but it would suck to get taken out. And I feel for him, and, and that's terrible. He's a, he's a beast. And it's even worse to watch the video, right? I mean, yeah, you, you saw see it clearly. And, and you're just, it just kind of hurts your heart to see that happen to someone. Cause we all know what that, for sure, that moment, oh, yeah. right? You get the electricity and you're like, Oh shit. Yep. Yep. I know that exact feeling. It's, it's heartbreaking, especially, you know, he, he had a great showing in the semis and he's, uh, people were very, very confident in him going into this last chance. So, you know, he puts it all out there every single day and to have it ruined by something completely out of his control, it's heartbreaking. When you see, when you saw that there was a three rep max deadlift, did that enter your mind where you're like, oh shit, I could get hurt here and this could be the end with this one? Yeah, I mean, it, it goes in your mind, but it's pretty much what took over my mind is I get to deadlift heavy. Like I, going into the Atlas Games, when the workouts came out, I said, I got to prove to myself that I don't need a max lift to be able to hang with these guys because in the quarterfinals, the open, I had pretty decent finishes. I surprised myself in both those. And it came down to there was a, the clean and jerk complex. And then there was the four at max front squat, which took me way up the leaderboard. So I wanted to, I wanted to try to hang with just traditional CrossFit. And I was able to do just enough to squeak into the last chance qualifier. So when I saw the deadlift, I was, I was pretty pumped. How, how, serious are you about crossfit like obviously you're you're super serious but maybe serious isn't the right word how far out have you looked at in your life for where crossfit's going to play a role in it assuming you stay healthy do you see yourself just doing this for, until you win the games are you <laughs> like okay i'm only five i'm only five years in i have another five years of till, till i like reach my you know if i if i can win the games when i'm 28 then i can hang on till i'm 32 and I can get four wins, but I have five years to just keep getting better. Or are you just like, hey, this is just something I'm doing. I'm totally game to work as hard as I can, but I'm not looking much further than just one year at a time. Yeah. Or is it something in the middle? Yeah. I mean, truthfully, man, I would say 
I didn't. So, like I said, I had been working towards being a good CrossFitter for quite some time. I had broke broke it down, gotten worked on strength, but this I would say like October, I decided I'm gonna really I'm gonna really try this year. Like COVID put a dent in my wanting to compete, but then once I qualified for the fitness experience, I was like, I'm gonna really try to get good at this thing. And then after the fitness experience, I started working with Matt Torres, um, and then since then I've I've put all the cards on the table. I still work a lot of hours. Um, I do lots of personal training, nutrition coaching, online remote coaching, um, classes. So I'm not fully at the full-time athlete stage, but I'm pretty excited because this year I'm pretty sure I'm going to be making the move to Naples to be with Matt and some Dolan and some other guys and stuff. So I'm really excited for the rest of this year. And, you know, hopefully this last chance qualifier plays out well, but I'm really looking towards next year. So I would say I'm more on the side of smaller yearly goals, even smaller than yearly, you know. Well, you do, sorry, go ahead. Did I interrupt no, no, sorry. Okay. Will you take your girlfriend with you to Naples? Yeah, unless uh, unless she decides to, to leave me before that. <laughs> because you, you celebrate her quite, quite uh, regularly on your Instagram. Yeah, yeah. She's, uh, she's awesome. She's, you know, she's so supportive of me and she's a freak athlete. Her and her mom are both absolute beasts. She's that fun fact is actually on the, the Wilkes total is how you measure powerlifting like strength. She has a higher Wilkes total than me. Oh, and it's relative to body, body weight? weight to total. Yeah. And hers is higher. She's, she could be Can you like, catch her? The, I mean, I'm, she's getting stronger and I'm just kind of staying the same. <laughs> you hit a glass ceiling and yeah yeah like my back is like dude like you go to 600 you're gonna be in a wheelchair for a week she's like i'll pull 425 easy any day she's a beast holy cow you're not she your no, girlfriend she, pulls 425 she pulls 425 how much is your body weight 127 127 pounds yeah she's little <laughs> she, yeah she's like, oh my god she's like yeah five, your one. instagram she's like so little <laughs> she's holy so little shit. i know wait till you i'm telling like I knew she was tiny, and then when I saw her in person for the first time, I was like, "Wow, you are really tiny." <laughs> uh, did, how did you guys meet? We met at a awful competition hosted in Arizona a few years back. At the it's called the Legion of Beast Games. Like this was the worst competition I've ever been a part of in my life. <laughs> uh, but I saw her there. I was like, "Oh, she's cute, and she does CrossFit. She's cool." And uh, we kind of just kept in touch through instagram she's cute she does crossfit she looks cool that's all the three <laughs> yeah, boxes yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I checked, I checked she's not smoking them. a cigarette no, yeah, yeah so all right <laughs> i mean she smokes a few cigarettes here and there something we're working on but uh but uh yeah it was we kind of just kept in touch through instagram and uh and then we started hanging out a little she lived in albuquerque so it wasn't too far from here she came down, visited a few times, jumped in CrossFit workouts with me. We had that in common, so that was super cool. And, uh, you know, I train with her regularly. We both did the powerlifting. So we just had a lot in common, and it, it just clicked with us. It's funny that you say it was the, it, one of the worst competitions ever, and yet you met one of the greatest people in your life I there. Know, like it's a, it was a blessing. It sounds like a good, ba a good balance. Yeah. Absolutely. What if it was a good competition? You would have been distracted and wouldn't have ever seen her. Like if it was this competition, don't see anybody. <laughs> right. Yeah. So N Naples is fascinating because I, have you ever been to Naples? I have not, but I, I I love Florida. I've wanted to live there my whole life. It's a fascinating town um, because you, when you go there, everyone there has gray hair. I've heard it's that. Extre it's extreme. I mean, if you think the people in in Scottsdale are, are old, <laughs> like Naples is twice as old. 
Yeah. And it's extremely clean, extremely beautiful, I've extremely heard the water expensive. Everything is so blue. Yeah, it's nuts. Yeah. It's it's a it's a it's a uh, magical place. Mm-hmm. Well, so that sort of answers the question. If you're moving to Naples, that's pretty to be with your coach. Mm-hmm. That's p- pretty serious. Yeah. Um, and if you're taking your girlfriend with you, that's even more serious. Oh yeah. All right, Phil. Thank you for your time. Yeah, man. Thank you. It was a blast being but on here. It, it was great to get a peek. Um, you said you didn't like to be tagged or you didn't want to look at second place, but I can't lie to you. I looked at uh, the leaderboard popped up and I immediately called Brian. I'm like, dude, we got to get this dude Phil Tune on. We got to get this dude Phil Tune on. And I, I, I don't know if you listen to the podcast, but I've mentioned your name a half dozen times just because of your name because I just love the name. Like from just looking through, I'm like, oh, Phil Tune, there he is. There he is. That's that guy. You would have been two. great in the NBA. You would have got a lot of commentator time with a name like that. I needed to get a little taller, a little too tiny. Well, well, you're the perfect height, I think, for a CrossFitter. That's what it looks like. Um, thanks for your time, and uh, I'll be bugging you tomorrow. Yeah, either man. to say I'm sorry or holy shit, you did it. <laughs> Thank you so much, man. Really appreciate it.